bandwagon. Uh, check, uh. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on lock. Listen and watch. Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on lock. Listen and watch. Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon. Come on, jump on a squad you can't front on. You know we in the building when this theme song come on. Riding with the captain, brother Jay, pragmatic. The mastermind behind it, so you know we gotta have it. Young Promacitos to do it for the people. Keep the show flowing, plus some catchy little jingles. Put it all together, it's a hit. We ain't bragging everybody and they mama jumping on the bandwagon. Uh. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on live. Listen and watch. Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on lock. Listen and watch. Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon. Won't be no Thanksgiving tomorrow for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, man. They, I mean, all yeah. like you say, all those white jurors for them to find them guilty. Uh, it was, yes, sir. Man, yes, sir. It wasn't gonna be no Thanksgiving tomorrow. It was gonna no, it wasn't gonna be down. no Thanksgiving, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to have you on, brother. Thank you so much, Reginald, bro, man, Ballard for jumping on the bandwagon today, brother. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you having me, man. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, so just to give you a little background, real quick, I'm Jay Prague, uh, formerly of here in charlotte north carolina number one urban station i actually stepped out we launched our own uh online radio station called raw 704 and we're broadcasting okay. out of the mall in gastonia north carolina which is like 12 minutes outside of charlotte okay okay right. yeah, i've been there i've been there before no doubt so next time you come on through we're gonna have to have you in studio if you don't mind brother no problem bro my man because our windows face into the mall and everybody's able to walk by and just look at our interviews live in the mall is that right yes sir yeah, yes sir okay, yeah. we're doing next I've level been stuff there, man i've been there yeah well we're gonna bring you back no worries no worries all right all right yeah but uh let's talk a little bit man thank you again for jumping on the bandwagon right now um uh reginald bruh man ballard on the phone lines right now originally from galveston texas correct yep that's me, man. All right. So let's talk a little bit about growing up out there in Texas, man, what that looked like. Before we start talking about, you know, your experiences being in comedy and being on road and on tour and on these major shows and platforms, let's talk a little bit about that humble beginnings, right? So talk to uh, us about yeah. growing up in Texas, man, and what that landscape looked like. Man, let me tell you something, man. That, that was that was like heaven to me, man. If you know, if I had to die and, 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 and you know how people say go, go to heaven, just send me back home, man. At that same time in the 70s when it was good. Right. When, you know, all the good times. You know what I'm saying? It was a few <laughs> bad times. But I grew up on an island, man. Galveston, Texas is an island surrounded by water, man. So that's where they used to have a Kappa Beach party. You know, our beaches and stuff, Yes, man. sir. Um, I'm a Kappa. I'm very familiar with the beach party. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out so, to my noobs know, out had, there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had it. Had a good time growing up there, man. Now it's become like a almost a racist place now. You know what I mean? They're trying to move all the black people off, man. So mm. it's unrecognizable now. You know what I mean? So but when back in the seventies, man, I had a great time, brother. Great time. Now I, I bet it was a big transition for you to go home, like you're saying now, and look at the landscape, yeah. look at your yeah, your hometown, is. and uh, looks totally is. different to you. I'm sure. 
It is. I mean, ever since the fourth grade, man, in Galveston, I, I, I mean, I used to go to, uh, you know, movies all the time. This place called the Martini Theater. Okay. And right then and there, man, when I was in the fourth grade, man, like in 74, man, I knew that I wanted to be an actor, dude. Mm. I mean, I, I knew and I never told anybody, not even my mother, nobody, until when I went to college and I started majoring in theater. And, um, you know, that's when I let people know that, look, I'm on my way to Hollywood, man. Right, <laughs> that's right, what right, I right. want to do. I didn't want to play football anymore. Right. And and so, see, and that's the testament to your story right there, because you were an athlete um, who also became an actor, uh, studied mm-hmm. theater, um, and then also became a comedian um, later right. on. Um, so talk a little bit about that transition and uh, you going to school yeah. already knowing your purpose, knowing mm-hmm. that you wanted to get into acting. What did the school, uh, what did that university uh, life look like then with you already having your goals set? Yeah, man. So. I was a blue chip athlete, man. The blue chip athlete, if people don't know, is an athlete that um, can choose what college you want to go to. I mean, college coaches used to come to my house so much, man, that it drove my mother crazy, man. They used to stake <laughs> outside my house at night and um, find me in the mall, you know, take me to the arcades with my friends to play video games and all that kind of stuff, man. And, you know, so I chose SMU, you know, and SMU at the time was like number three in the nation. So um, I went there, man, and then we got what's known as a death penalty. In 1987, it was a big scandal. Matter of fact, they have a whole special called 30 for 30 on ESPN about SMU. It's called a Pony Excess. Yeah. And they was paying us to play, so they end up uh, was was known as the death penalty. Matter of fact, we the only team in NCAA history that got that uh, penalty um, um, brought against us. So at that time, I needed to take three hours to transfer to another university. So I took acting for non-majors. And from there, man, I excelled in the class, making straight A's in the class. And I was Mm. like, yo, this is what I always wanted to do anyway. So I went transferred to University of Missouri and got into the Black Data Workshop over there and did a soldier's play. I played C.J. Memphis and... Man, the rest is history. I mean, I remember telling my friends, you know, they were sitting around playing cards and stuff. I said, man, I'm going to go to Hollywood and with Stallone. Them. I said, the next time you see him be on TV, I left. The first movie I did was Stallone, and next time I seen him, wow. I was on TV, man. That's how it worked out. So like um, it. it was cool. I mean, I, I loved it. I got tired of playing football, man. I was like, I didn't want to play football anymore. I wanted to go, you know, because it was three goals I had in my life, man. Run track play football, and, and, and I wanted to make kung fu movies at the time. I, I wanted to do that. a movie star, but I wanted to do kung fu movies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that still might be in my future, you know what I mean? I know that's right, bro. It ain't over yet. Black <laughs> Dynamite, Black still, Dynamite style. stuff I learned when I went out, you know, because I, I grew up t- taking martial arts, man, and so I still know a few moves that I think I could put on camera, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, it's going down. Look at Black Dynamite. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, right? It's, it's, it's I worked, possible. Man, I work with uh, Michael Jai. We did a movie Michael together Jai, yeah, called yeah. Uh, Thick as Thieves, man. Michael Jai White, yeah. He's yes, dope. Sir. He's yes, dope yes, sir. No doubt. He, he, he want to be a comedian so bad. He's always <laughs> cracking jokes on, on the set. 
you know, you know I, I can tell that somebody else's jokes. <laughs> you can tell, and you can tell that from a lot of the movies he does because there's there's always like a little comedy piece in those yeah, movies. Exactly. So yeah, that makes cool sense, brother, man. Cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> See, you need to tap him on the shoulder, like, yo, bro. Let me go ahead and get that. You you got to get a star role, a co-star exactly. role, right yeah, there next to Jai White. Catch a couple times. There you go. <laughs> let him catch yeah. these bro man hands. You know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Let's put some of these hands on them. You know, smash some of them sandwiches from them. <laughs> we exactly. talking to Reginald Brown, man, right now. Yeah, man. Now, that's a good, a great story, man, uh, talking about how you pretty much already had your goals in mind um, yeah. and walked right into your And never told future. nobody, man, because I didn't want them to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Man, laughing, you know, laughing. Right. You know, so and um when I got to University of Missouri, you know, when they knew I wanted to be an actor, I had one cat man, man, you can't be no actor. You ain't built like an actor. You know, so <laughs> I wonder what he think about it now though. Ah, <laughs> look at me now. That what you tell right, him? Right. That part. Right. Now we talking to Reginald Brum, man, Ballard right now, man. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Martin show. Um, I got to transition into this one. This is a classic, bro. Pardon my yeah. language, but this, bro, bro, man, when I tell you, when I tell you to this day, bro, that I watch Martin faithfully. It, oh, that's cool. I'm that's talking about Sanford the Sun. Bro, oh, word, word. Okay, so so Sanford yeah. the Sun is your Martin to me, I guess. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Wow. Like, Martin has gotten me through so much. I'm talking about homelessness, depression. Uh, man, just like, you know, oh, me going cool, for my man. goals and dreams. As you said, I kind of had my goals and dreams set for radio and entertainment. You know, that was my right, thing. Right, I already right. knew in college, okay, boom, radio is my thing. I got to get in. I started an internship with the number one radio station in Charlotte while I was at Winthrop University in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Right. So right. I already knew it was similar uh, mentalities. Like, I already knew what I wanted to do. I already set forth a plan. I had radio show the year, two years in a row in my college campus interning yeah Yeah, you know what i'm saying so it was similar stories man and background so this is a pleasure and honor for me man to talk to you um a cast member from uh one of the number one shows in my life you know what i'm saying that's gotten so much man man for real bro and 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 your your episodes brother when you step in there bro (laughs) oh my goodness like so the last episode i just watched and i'm when i say i'm a fan like i watch it daily i'm dead serious bro the last episode i just watched last night was the one where you walked out the bathroom with uh martin's uh bathrobe on right (laughs) (laughs) that was the second episode that's the second episode so i'm already rewinding back i'm trying to tell you bro i started right back over i got all the seasons like Oh, bro, I'm a fan fan. You hear me? Cool, um, so right. what was that like, man, landing that role as bruh man on Martin, man? Because I know what man, Martin meant to me amazing. and so many others. It was amazing because a week before our audition for the show, I had went home to visit uh, back in Galveston. So my best friend out there, man, dude named Eddie Filer, man, we was uh, called him Tuffy. We, I was at his house. And, um, man, he had a whole lot of videos of the Martin show that he had recorded, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, the VCRs, you know, these millennials might not know about Right, that. right, right, so, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So we was watching the man, and man, when Martin did the Dragonfly Jones, dude, <laughs> literally, I was literally, that's my favorite character, I was literally, dude, on the floor crying so loud. I was laughing, man, that you can't even, you can't even hear the laugh coming out no more. This is your mouth wide open, right? right. And I was just rolling, man, because I knew a dude like that, right? And that's what I think the, the 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 richness of the characters that Martin did that we did on the show, people can identify with a lot of them, right, you know. Right. And man, I was laughing so hard, man. And then a week later, you know, my agent said, you know, they want to uh, bring you in for audition for the Martin show what? for this character called uh, Brother Man. And I was like, All right, cool, I went in audition man i was i remember sitting my wife was she drove me over there man and she was sitting in the car and i was sitting on the steps upstairs waiting for the audition man and um so they called me in i went in and i did it right and and uh eileen mcknight man the cast director she say uh can you do something a little different and i say well okay cool and i, I went back to my texas roots man you know we kind of laid back in texas you know so i put that little right. flavor in it right? right and she said okay cool let's go across the street I want you to do it in front of, you know, the producer. So Martin and all his boys sitting in there, man, with their hats to the side, looking like gangsters, man, <laughs> looking at me all hard. And I say, man, I'm going to take over this room, dude. No, that's right. <laughs> so I did it, and I did the fifth flow thing, and I did four fingers, right? <laughs> and they was, man, they was in there rolling, dude. It was rolling. Uh... And uh, I got the part that day, man. I, I didn't even, I, they didn't even wait uh to call my agent, man. They told me you they're like we was me and another guy was sitting outside and they say you got the part and they say told us dude we'll have you in another episode and it was me and this other girl and this other girl I remember um she was going up against um uh I forgot her name I think Kim not it wasn't Kimberly least but it was Kimberly um I forgot her name man but you know her she been in a lot of stuff and the other girl got the part right so we did it and um, man, it was it was it was so amazing that a week before that, and I told Martin, I said, man, a week before, man, I was I was on the floor looking at this crying at your character. He said, yeah, he said, cool. He said, I tell you what, man. He said, you know, if um, you know, the way it's going right now, man, we might bring you back, man. You know, cause it seemed like the audience like you. And I was like, well, cool, man. You know, that's that'd be good too. And then, Damn right. you know, man, uh, when I came in at the end. When I hugged, that was the, that was the boxing episode. That's my first episode. At the end, when right. I came in and hugged the group, that was uh, the idea of um, of uh, John Cry, who played Sean on the show, the white guy. Uh huh. Uh huh. He he told Martin, he said, "Hey man, you know what would be funny if Bro Man come at the end and like hug the rest of the group, man. You know, like <laughs> Bro Man need love too." And Martin said, "Yeah, that would be cool. Let's put that in the script." And they put that in. And then when I did it, man, you could hear the audience, man. Uh, the feet pounding oh, the dog on uh, bleachers, man. And Martin said, "Yo, man, we gonna bring you back." And that's man. how it happened, man. Bruh, like when I dog, uh, this this is beautiful for me, man. Like to hear the stories, man. To to have loved the show <laughs> and loved the cast members. Like because one thing I I loved about the the cast members to me. It felt like a real family. It felt like y'all really started to build some type of relationship, some type of bond. And it seemed like a lot of things became uh, off script. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Am oh, I right man. in saying that, bro, man? A, yeah, a, a lot, lot of things. A whole lot of it, man. Okay, a whole okay. Lot of it was like improv. Okay. Like, even the name Brother Man, the name Brother <laughs> Man came about because uh, Benny Richburg was the writer of that episode. And he couldn't think of a name of the character, man. So he put brother man on that. He said, I'm going to name it, when, you know, tomorrow 
you know, when I get time, more time to write, but I had to turn the script in. He said he had to turn the script in. He said, but that wasn't the name of the character they wanted to name it. Wow. So um, when I went in audition, I didn't say brother, man. I said, yo, this brother, man. But he said, oh, dude, we going to leave <laughs> That's <right> it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the name of the character right there, brother, man. Wow. And, uh, you know, we was walking one day. I was walking out the door, you know, in the episode. We was in rehearsal. I was walking out the door. And Martin said, man, you know, be funny. He said, man, turn it, go out the window, man. And that's how that came about, you know. <laughs> the signature leaving and coming, bro, yeah. man, is always out the window. Another yep, yep, signature yep, yep. of the character. And that wasn't even the script. That wasn't even scripted for it. Then wow. the walk, the bro, man, walk came from this. When I did the first episode and Martin told me to get out of his seat, and I got up, and I was just, like I say, out of, out of college, man. I, and, and I was thinking about, I had a stage mentality. So the stage mentality always teaches you to always stay in your light. Mm. So, you know, not realizing we had five cameras, I can never be out of, out of frame, you know. Right. So I was thinking that I was walking slow because I wanted to be in my light <laughs> and let my mama see me more. You know? <laughs> mama, so, you see me, I'm so going to take my time. Tashina, yeah, Tashina Arnold, man, play Pam. She was like, ah, man, did y'all see the way he was walking? That's hilarious. And that's how that happened, man. <laughs> Yo, this is so beautiful, man. About, man. I could tell a lot of it was so authentic and true to form, true to characters, um, and, and impromptu, as you said. Um, oh, yeah, man. Another thing. Hey, I, 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 I'm going to tell ahead. you a secret. I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you a secret. Uh, when I took my shoe off in the first episode, and uh, <laughs> and I, I I was missing my toes, and I smelled my hand right before Mark right. came, and I burst out laughing. If you really like, I saw that. In, I saw you saw that. You I saw was that? gonna and go and, there next on on yeah, all the see? different characters laughing. I've caught y'all in so many, bro. I'm at a point now where I watch the show just to see who breaks character. <laughs> That's how into this show I am. I done seen it all. I done seen you every see, angle. I done seen yeah, it so many Martin ways. Trying to hold his last man. I didn't do that the whole rehearsal. My wife told me at the house and said, "You know what'd be funny if you like smell your fingers." I did, I did it, and Martin never seen it. So when he I saw you laugh, he was holding his head back. He was trying to stop the laugh. And you tried to hold your head down and started laughing. Exactly. I am. <laughs> Because I saw him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now that makes sense, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I happened. saw you laugh, and I was like, I episode? know somebody you made him laugh. With the, with, the, with the CD player? Right. Yep. And you seen Tommy and them laughing? Yep. Because we didn't know. Martin, they were supposed to have a real dog. <laughs> and at the last minute, they couldn't get the dog. So he so drug around. Right. came in with the fake dog, and they never seen the fake dog before. <laughs> so that's why when he came in with the dog. Martin is a Cloud man, he, <laughs> I can see him doing that too. I can see that's him like, you know what? what about to run with it. We about to <laughs> yeah. So a lot of that stuff, man, was like made up on the spot. Y'all was seeing it the same oh, time as we were seeing it. Wow, man, that is oh man. I I bet it was like magic, man. It was magic in the bottle, man. I could tell, man. I could tell, and and let me just say on behalf of 
everybody, man, that that has watched your show like for years, man. Thank you guys, man. Like seriously, You're thank welcome, y'all, man. man. Appreciate you guys watching. Man. I am so sincere when I tell you, thank you, brother. I'm telling you, this gotten me through so much in life, and I, this is a That's classic cool, for man. me. It's going. This is this is going to the grave with me, bro. Martin is is <laughs> a classic for me, bro. You laughing? I'm yeah, dead. I, I know bro. how you feel because I feel the same way about Sam for the Sun, man. That's what's That's up. My, I watch. I got a station, man. I got this thing called Spin TV, I'm, and okay. I watch. It's got twenty four seven. Uh, Sam for the Sun on it. I watch it all day. <laughs> I laugh at the same jokes. I've been laughing at the same jokes for about forty five years. There you so. go. There you go, man. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing, man, to be able to have even that type of discography and, and catalog, right? So to yes, be, and you're in the record books, bro. Like you're in the record books. You understand? Man, like, uh, Carl Payne told me the other day, man, we're in the Smithsonian. Bro, bro that's what I'm trying to tell you. You're in the record books. This is history. I never knew that. Never, this I, is I history. Never again will this be done, bro. Like you're history. You're part of history. You are history, bro. And that's that that's amazing. I, and trust me, man, I don't take none of it for granted, brother. I know Sorry. I'm blessed and you know, like you say, man, you um one something like this, man, is a once in a lifetime thing, man. Right. right. You know? I mean it don't happen often, dude. I mean, that you can catch lightning in the bottle, man. And right. and, and you know, we seem to have done it. And people asking for more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would love more. Would love more. Yeah. And, and would and know it would still hit. It would still yeah, hit. Well, R.I.P. R.I.P. Well, they are rumors. Of course. Yeah. So you let us know, man. I know I have a meeting coming up. Uh, I can't really say much about it, but stay tuned. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Y'all hearing it first on the bandwagon radio. Could be something stirring up, baby. We got man. my man Reginald, bro, man, Ballad on the phones right now. Yes, sir. And uh, you will be performing, uh, as a matter of fact, on the 28th right here uh, live at Concord Mills right outside of Charlotte. Uh, Dave and Buster's 8361 Concord Mills Boulevard, Concord, North Carolina. Everybody, y'all make sure you get your tickets, pull up on them. So a lot of people don't know about the stand-up side. So let's talk a little bit about that. And then I want to go back because we got to talk about Bernie Mac's show a little bit as well. Okay, R.I.P. No the homie. And, you know and, what I'm saying? And, and it all stems from the Martin show, man, because, you know, I, call, I consider myself an actor acting like a comic. Okay. Because uh, on the Martin show, J. Anthony Brown, man, he used to be the, our uh, host. Like in between each scene, he'll you know do jokes uh, for the audience, and, okay. you know, keep the audience fresh. Yeah, and okay. um, he, he say one day he told me, he said, "Hey man, he had, he had a comedy club in Houston. He said, hey man, can you go to my comedy club one weekend, man? This host, man, bring up the comics, man.'" And I was like, "Yeah." He said, "No, for seven nights, you know, I give you a thousand dollars." I thought there was a lot of money just to just to do that. I'm like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, <laughs> man, I'll do it." <laughs> now, shoot, you you got a thousand dollars for seven nights, man. I'd be like, "Man, you must be crazy." <laughs> it's a lot of work. I mean, for a lot of uh, time. seven shows. I mean, you must be crazy. Right. So anyway, um, um, man, I went out there and did it, and uh, this cat saw me in the audience, man, named Vance Bradford, man, and. He said, man, he knew this retired colonel that was doing shows all over the world for military bases and needed a host. And I, this is my first time host. I'm like, yeah, man, I do it. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I do it. And I went all over the world, man, Japan, Italy, Germany, all over, man, doing shows. And um, I got better. You know, I got good with my skills and started becoming a headliner, man. And um, that's how the comedy thing came, you know, came to came to be, man. Okay. You know, so you know, like I mean, when I did Def Jam, that was my—I didn't even ask to do Jeff Jam. They just threw me out there, man. I didn't know what I was doing, man. I wasn't a comedian. 
Wow. You know, but, was that um, another Martin yeah. play? Huh? Was that a Martin play on that one throwing you out there? No, no, that was uh I think that's when um they had the different hosts. I think Adele Givens hosted. Adele, okay. Shout yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my girl. Yeah. And uh, but that that's how the comedy thing came about, man. And then now, you know, I mean, it's like um, you know, I've been headlining all over I've been all over this country, man, about ten times in like sixteen other countries, man. So it you know, I've been doing stand up, man, and um, you know, it's, it's going well, man. So you know, I've been having a good time, bro. Uh, it, it must be going well, brother. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Life seems to be good, man. You seem to be very yeah. blessed. Seem to be very humbled as well, even by you know having such a a grand, if you will, career in life. Um, yeah, and it's funny because people don't realize, man. I only did twelve episodes of Martin, and I did like forty of Bernie, but right. people know the Martin. I did ER. NCIS, Marcus, you know, uh, Veronica Mars, Carolina in the City, so many other shows, but they know them 12 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It just stands out. Like you said, people just resonate a lot with the characters. Exactly. And people know somebody like the characters. That's a fact. Because I knew a karate man, dude. We had, I mean, uh, uh, Dragonfly (laughs) Jones. We had a dude that was older than us, man. Used to hang around our high school, you know, in a Corvette. Now, this dude had a, a new Corvette. He had big old letters on the side of it, man. Said Karate Man, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he act just like Dragonfly Jones to me, man. Wow. He did a he did a talent show at our school one time, man. He was kicking the board, and the board, the board wasn't breaking, right? He told the dude, "Hold the board, hold it straight, hold it straight." <laughs> he kicked again, man. And Karate shoe went flew across the doggone gym, man. <laughs> me and my friends up there laughing out. <laughs> I wonder when he Martin the got the He was the true Dragonfly Jones, man. That's what's up. That's that's crazy. I wonder where Martin got the character then. He must have knew someone similar, right? So, he must have knew. He, he probably knew Karate Man. He knew Karate Man. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. He knew Karate Man, too. <laughs> he knew Karate Man. <laughs> now, let's touch on the Bernie Mac show, because like you said, you did, that was even more seasons there, right? And another, right, right, another right. legend in the game, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Um, talk to us about working with a legend like Bernie, because uh, again, I, I I can I can almost sense the authenticity and the character as well as the person and the fun that you could possibly have on the stage together. So talk to us a little bit about the Bernie Mac show behind the scenes and what that looked like as well, and then working with that cast. Man, let me tell you something, man. I tell people, man, I worked on Martin. I got my master's degree in comedy, and when I worked on Bernie, I got my Ph.D. Hey. It's like both of those cats, man, taught me so much. And let me tell you, Bernie was one of the realest dudes that you was going to ever meet in Hollywood, man. When Bernie asked you how you doing, Bernie meant how you doing. He right, knew what right. kind of movie deal you got. Man, we used <laughs> to sit around that table, man, and talk and laugh. We were so good, man, that we used to talk and laugh and joke. And they say, action, we'll go right into our scene, man. And then when they say cut, we go right back to laughing, joking, and talking. It's like we just having fun all day. It wasn't no sign of work, dude. Mm. I mean, Bernie was so cool. He used to hang with us, man. We used to play golf, man, and, and um, man, hang out in the dressing room, man. I remember he used to tell us, man, y'all, you know, when it's dinner time, you know, lunchtime, he said, man, y'all come into my room. I got the real stuff up here. He had buffet, man, in his room, like, you know, smothered chicken, greens, all that. You know, everybody else down there eating, you know, like finger food. You know <laughs> So good, good. Was like he was like that man i mean that was i mean the cast was cool man i mean everybody on the show was you know was was were nice and 
man, we had a good time on there, man. I mean, it was it was just, you know, just like Martin. It was, I mean, everybody on the show was, they were nice people, man. There's nice people working around. Nobody had the, the attitudes and, you know, the egos. It was just, you know, fun, man. Working with the kids, man. The kids were cool. Only thing about Jeremy, man, you know, <laughs> Jeremy. You know, uh, that dude used to have his rat, man. And see, rats, I don't get along with rats, man. I mean, if I, if I ever seen a rat in my house. Huh? Bro, I'm like real rat? A live rat? A real rat, man. And one day I was going to go scare him. I didn't know that he liked rats. So I was going to go scare him one day because he was in, in the classroom. Because after the kids do the scene, they got to go to the classroom. Okay. So I, I go to class. I'm, I'm looking, you know, it had a little window in the door. So I said, I'm going to run up on Jeremy. I ran up, like cause I seen him in the glass looking out the window. And I'm like, yo, and man, he had the rat on his shoulder. Man, that scared the hell out of me, man. <laughs> it reversed on you. You tried to scare him, and you got scared. Exactly, it reversed on me. I'm like, oh, man, I don't even like looking at rats on TV. I don't even like looking at them in the movies. I mean, when, when the rat scene come up, man, I close my eyes like a girl in a scary movie, dude. <laughs> so you ain't having no rats. This, yeah, this man, I with grew me. up with them, man. I grew up with them in, in, in this one house we lived in, man. I mean. I mean, I, I woke up one one morning in the bed, man. The rat was staring me in the face. After from that moment, wow. I mean, I just can't stand them. I got a, I got a phobia, man. Yeah, no, I bet you tra- you traumatized. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's understandable. Wake up next to a mouse or a rat. Yeah, I'm done. Too. Yeah, man. I'm talking about staring me in my eyes, dude. About three, four inches away. Mm. Oh, Damn, man, they're trying to kiss you. It, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, that that show, man. You know, like I said, I did about forty episodes of that show, man. And um, yeah. and, and and it came to an end for me quickly. I mean, faster than I wanted to because I ended up getting another show after that show, so I couldn't do that fifth season. Right. And that's when they brought in Anthony Anderson, man, because I couldn't do um that last season because I got this. I had booked this show called um. Um, crumbs, and that had William Devane, you know, um, Jane Curtin, and Fred Savage in it, and um, so I did that show. It was an ABC show, man. That was the first show that I that I was on that you know I was a regular on the show, so I couldn't turn that down. I understand? And uh, but they they understood. They was cool, man. I mean, it's funny because it was on the same lot. I was like, well, hey, man, can I just do both shows? And the network right. was like, nah, we ain't going to let you do a Fox show and an ABC show. I think it was Fox upset. So I was like, well, no, I think it was ABC tripping. But <laughs> it was still cool, man. I I, I had fun. My, my, you know, my four seasons on the Bernie Mac show, man, that was one of the, 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 the best times of my life, man. I mean, you know, some people like look at the clock because they don't want to go to work the next day. They'd be like, right, God, right. God, man, eight more hours. I got to go to work. I used to look at the clock, man, like, God, no, man, I ate more hours, man. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go now. Let's go. I used to want to go to work, man. I used to want to go to the set, man. Nah, that's I, dope, I mean, man. I love what I do, man. I love what I do, man. Like I said, if you make a living doing what you love to do, man, you never work a day in your life. And that's how I feel, man. That's a fact. That's a fact. Talking to Reginald Brub, man, Ballard right now. He'll be performing live at Dave and Buster's 8361 Concord Mills Boulevard, Concord, North Carolina. Y'all make sure you pull up on him. Catch that funny live in person while he's on stage, man. So let me ask you this. You're talking about how you, you know, you you enjoyed your career, you enjoy your life. What do you what do you appreciate most about the the career itself to date? What do you appreciate most? 
Man, people like yourself, man. I mean, you know, people that enjoy your work and, um, you know, they see you on the streets and the airports or wherever, man, and they say, you know, man, you know, it touched my life, man. It made Respect. me feel, yeah. you know, certain because that's how I feel about shows that I that I have seen. You know, I I wish I could meet Demond William, you know, Wilson, and, right. and tell him that you know, man, you know how they show touched my life. You know, Sam and the Son, and me and him have a birthday. We share a birthday together, October thirteenth, wow. man. That would have been and, dope. Uh, to share man, that the dude, man, the looks. You know, I got some of the stuff from him too, man. It's like the looks that he gave Fred Sanford, man. <laughs> I mean, the body movement and the body language. You know, the guy was seasoned, man. He knew what he was doing, right. and that's what I used to try to do on Martin Show, man. It's, it was I didn't have many lines, so just get it with my looks mm -hmm. and my body movement. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what we, what we was taught stage movement, man, and and that's what I usually try to used to try to do on the show. So the, I think that's what touch, you know what 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 humbles me the most, man, is that other people enjoy what I do, and and to me it's cool because man, I love what I do, man. I mean, that's the thing that I could I think I could really take away from it, man. I was blessed to do something that I love to do because I had so many jobs, man, mm -hmm. you know, coming up as dishwasher, you know, bus boy, construction, mm -hmm. and I didn't like none of them. I said, <laughs> right. I want to do something that I wanted, that I would love to do, man. Weird. And this is something that I love to do. I mean, if I have to be at the set at, at 9 a.m., man, I'm there like 7.30, man, <laughs> just, just walking around the set looking and smelling it. And, 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 you know, just smelling the set and looking. I mean, I used to just love being, like in college, you could call it the black box, the the, the stage, you know, it's the black box. Right. I used to go there before we did the uh, play, man. I used to go and just sit down and just, just take it all in, man, look at the audience, man. I mean, one time at, when I was at SMU, we had went to see a, a, a – a, I think it was either Barbara Mandrell. I think it was Barbara Mandrell. And uh, we had to go in this dance class to watch the, the, the show and in the theater. And I told the teacher, man, for, it just came out. I said, you know, I said, I don't, I, it don't feel, I don't feel right looking at the stage. I think I, I said, I, I think I'm supposed to be facing the audience. Right. I'm supposed to be on that thing. Yeah. That's what I told him, man. I said, I think I'm supposed to be facing the audience. And that's how it happened, man. And, when we first came out to California, I was standing in line, me and my wife, man, standing in line trying to get in the Arsenio Hall show. And I told I said, you know what? I seen actors going in and coming out, driving their cars and stuff. And we was in line, man, you know, in that hot sun. Mm -hmm. And I told my wife, I said, you know what? People going to be in line to see me. I said, watch. And it happened, man. It happened. That's it a happened. fact. That Sometimes when you're speaking into existence, man, it happens. Got to put it out there. Got to, got to put yep. that energy out there to get it back. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. And you are on stage. This is a fact. And people can see you live, live, yep. live on the 28th, live from Dave and Buster's 8361 Concord Mills Boulevard, Concord, North Carolina, right outside the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. Y'all make sure you pull up on Big Bruh, all right? Reginald Bruh, man, Ballot, it was a pleasure, man. As a matter of fact, before we go, um, what you got coming up for our listeners, man? What, what should they be tapping into next? Well, you know, man, um, we just did a documentary on my wife and me. They did one because, you know, I needed a kidney. Uh, and I got a kidney transplant December 10th. My wife was my donor, man. Oh, wow. That's beautiful, on, So they bro. just put the documentary out. So the documentary going to be in hospitals, you know, all across the country. Wow. So when you go in there and sit and look at the TV in the hospital, you'll see, you know, uh, my wife and me, man. So, so it's yeah. the story. So the you'll story, see that. Let me forget it, though, because every time, you know, 
you know, she wants something, you know, I say, well, I don't feel like that. I gave you a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she gonna hold that one over your head, bro. Yeah, brother, man. <laughs> but you got to give her what she want after that, playboy. You ain't got no choice. At all, brother, at all. <laughs> Y'all are tied for life, brother. My, my wife's the kind of person to try to take it back. <laughs> I see you standing on me, man, with the butcher knife, man. I think she's going to call the turkey. Nah, this ain't for the turkey. Say, <laughs> so I need that back. I need that back. Exactly. Yeah. You can't exactly. piss her off. You cannot piss yeah. her off. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's the deal, dog. But nah, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Gotta, and then, uh, you know, like I said, I've been on the road doing uh, shows, and I've been auditioning like it's like a like a doggone fiend, man. Because my agent, I got some new agents. They've been sending me out, man. And um, you know, hopefully, you know, you'll see me. So we we try we trying to work on getting my own show, but. You know, we'll see, man. We'll see. Amen. Like Spinoffs. There's some, some stuff in the works right now that I can't really talk about, but, you know, we'll see, man. Yeah, man. Well, we're definitely hoping about that one you can't really talk about. Yeah. No you know doubt. what I'm saying? No doubt. Me too. Yeah, Me too. man. That, oh, yes, sir. That would be truly beautiful, man. Everybody that needs to hear this, we want it. We want it. We want yes, it. And sir. we're ready. We'll we, we know in January. I tell you that much. All right. Well, I'm going to stay tapped in with you on the personal tip so I can keep my ears yes, to the street so I can let these folk know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I ain't trying to. You know, uh, uh, this ain't no, you know, trying to inflate your ego or whatever, man. But I've done many, many interviews like this, man. I got to say this by far, like, my my, my best one. I, I think I had a good time with your brother. Man, salute, bro. That means I, and, so and much. I ain't, I ain't say this to any other person. Wow. And this was probably one of my first easiest flow Tight, you know uh, I mean, you 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 good at what you do, man. Man, bro, you brought a lot out of me that I haven't told, I haven't spoken to any other person about. Man, that bro, like you, <laughs> I'm such a genuine person, humble person, bro. Like that, that that mean, that means a lot to me, bro, man. Real, and that's real talk, dude. That's the truth. You can go back and look at anyone I've ever done, and I've done many. I done Vlad, all yeah, of. Yeah, I just looked at your <laughs> Vlad joint. I just watched your yeah, Vlad joint. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Nah, man. that's man, <laughs> I, man. That's an honor, a pleasure, and I, I truly appreciate that, man. That means a pleasure lot. Pleasure, man, brother. Anytime. Thank you so much, man, Reginald, bro, man, Ballard. It's been a pleasure. But uh, for all our listeners out there, is there any way they can at least follow you and tap in with you? Yeah, man. Uh, bro, man, B R U H M A N underscore the number five F L O. Bro, man, underscore fifth flow on like. TikTok, um, Instagram, and uh, Facebook, Reginald Ballard. My man, my man. Y'all make sure y'all tap in with bruh, man, and from the they, fifth floor. Cameo, if they want to <laughs> drop some shout-outs, cameo. Okay. Um, and uh, memo. All right. Cameo yes, and memo. Sir. Yep, yep. Hey. They want birthday shout-outs. Wedding, whatever, man. Just holler at your bar. There it is. Straight like that. You can get them bruh man drops. Them bruh man voiceovers <laughs> and drops, man. You know what I'm talking about? Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing those live, right? That's the visuals. Yeah, now that's beautiful. Joint. Exactly. Nah, that's dope, man. Make sure our listeners definitely tap in right there, man. Birthdays, anniversaries, all that good stuff. Yeah, man. Cameo. And, it is. And memo. And memo. All right, man. Yes, sir. Bruh man, it's been a pleasure, bro. Pleasure, y'all, man, brother, man. Be cool, bro. 
This has been another edition of the Rundown segment here on the Bandwagon Radio. Shouts out and thank yous to my special guest, Reginald Brubman Ballard, for jumping on the bandwagon today. Once again, you can catch him at Dave & Buster's 8361 Concord Mills Boulevard for the live comedy show right there in Concord, North Carolina. All right, man. We'll tap back in with y'all in minutes. Yeah, make sure y'all jump on that streaming side and catch that music, too. You know we banging in your head with that music. Yeah. Everything you want, plus what you need in your life musically, we got you. Raw, 704, we are the culture. Huh?